0: Welcome to The Hidden Palace with SkyBlaze.
1: Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I'm SkyBlaze and this is The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega, where I talk about Sega facts and trivia and generally stuff that I find interesting. Today the subject that I find interesting was at the suggestion of fellow show host Rav Sieg. Hi Ravsig if you're in the chat. Uh, so I've returned to the topic, which I've previously have discussed before, of cancelled games and vaporware. So, what other projects never actually saw the light of day? Well, first of all there was the Chaos Engine for the Mega Drive. Well, slightly more precisely, Chaos Engine 2. Uh, which is the proposed sequel to the Chaos Engine, which was also known in America as Soldiers of Fortune. Uh, It did get a release on the Commodore Amiga in 1996, but there was a version on the Mega Drive which was planned. The game itself was a top-down run-and-shoot-things sort of game, Uh, but for this version it would be in permanent vertical split-screen two-player mode, with the second player being controlled by the computer if there was no second player. For reasons that kind of elude me, what, what, why do that? If you're just going to have the computer controlling the second player, why bother put it in? I don't know. Weird decisions that game producers make. Uh, a prototype of the Mega Drive version was leaked onto the internet, but was of a very early build, with no computer players and only one level. Now the main reason for the game never getting released for the Mega Drive was due to a lack of a publishing deal. Basically they never managed to get anybody to publish the damn thing. Maybe because they looked at the fact that it was in permanent split-screen and went WHAT ARE YOU DOING?! If they had managed to get one though it would have been released pretty late into the life of the Mega Drive. As I said the Commodore Amiga version was released in 1996. So... uh... It probably wouldn't have done all that well, especially considering it was a fairly primitive uh, top-down run-and-gun shooter at a time when things like uh, pseudo 3D was starting to become popular. But it's hard to say. Uh, we have got some music from it, though. Um, this is—I uh, think this is actually from the Commodore Amiga version, so uh, you'll have to bear with me. Uh, because I like Amu- Amiga music even if nobody else does so. The uh, composer was Richard Joseph who is known for doing quite a lot of Amiga music uh, and Commodore music come to think of it. Commodore and Amiga sort of being the same company by that point. Early microcomputer stuff is confusing. So I'm going to play for you a couple of tracks from Chaos Engine and uh, then we'll move on to a different topic. So I hope you enjoy this, this is Richard Joseph Chaos Engine menu theme and there is another one after that, enjoy! Richard Joseph with Chaos Engine World 1 BGM1 1 and Chaos Engine menu screen. So I hope you like those. I think they're kind of cool. They're, they're very, very Amiga but they're quite cool. Uh, the chat is talking about RavSeek being a cancelled game apparently. Where did this come from? <laughs> what is up with the chat? And, say, and uh, Green Viper 8 is saying that Chaos Engine sounds like the Hedgehog's Engine's drunken older brother. It does a little bit, actually. Um, although I think Chaos Engine is probably something that um, Shadow would come up with. Uh, Green Viper is saying Rav Sieg was cancelled only five months into development due to developer complications. Oh, okay! The chat is as mad as usual, I see. Good, good. Right, uh, another sequel! This time to Sega GT. Uh, It was supposed to be Sega's answer to Gran Turismo 3. Seen as though Gran Turismo 3 was one of the more impressive pieces of tech to ever be released and pushed the limits of the system pretty hard. Because Polyphony Digital does that sort of thing. It would have been pretty impressive if they'd actually pulled that off. Uh, it was originally meant for the Dreamcast, uh, Sega GT, two thousand and two, uh, but eventually it was moved onto the oh god onto the Xbox because Dreamcast was of course discontinued in two thousand and one. At least in America it was. Went on a bit longer in Japan, I seem to recall. Green Viper Eight can probably confirm that, since he used to do a show about it. <laughs> uh, expo- yes, okay, Expona. well done. Um, another title that I'm going to talk about is uh. This one's a sports game, the of sorts, which was made in the 90s and was supposed to be developed for the 32X. It was called 32Xtreme. Nope, EX, Without an E on the front. So just EXTREME! You know, in that way that 90s things were. Because poor literacy is cool. That only makes sense if you're a fan of Linkara's atop the fourth wall, but never mind. So, there was this game that was supposed to be developed, and it would be a sports game that involved jet ski, races, hockey, snowboarding, and um, frisbee throwing. Okay, Tron made it look cool, but anybody else is kind of pushing it with quite a few games for the 32x it was eventually cancelled due to the fact that the 32x did really really badly so the game pretty much died with the 32x there was a related project which probably had a lot of the same code and was certainly being developed by the same people which went by the name of jetski rage which as you would suggest as the name suggests was more focused on the jet ski elements than the, any of the other sports that were mentioned. But since that was going to be on the Saturn, that disappeared along with the Saturn. So it's difficult to say how related the two projects were, but they both got cancelled. They were both being worked on by the same people, and it is quite likely that they shared quite a lot of assets. Interesting. What is the chat saying? Yeah, Green Viper 8 is saying 2004 was technically the end of official support for the Dreamcast. Uh, Green Viper 8 is also saying that he'd play jet ski radio. So, jet set radio slash jet grind radio with jet skis? How would that work? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, green folk is saying that 2007 was the uh, the last year that an official Dreamcast game was released. Um, that's correct to the best of my knowledge. Um, there are homebrew games being still being made for the Dreamcast, because fans are crazy and awesome, uh, but they're not official. They're still quite good, some of them. I'll probably do a topic on that at some point, homebrew games. Um, But yeah, uh, let's have some music. Uh, I did ask for, for, because I couldn't find any of the music from 32 Extreme slash Jet Ski Rage because it's never been released and a ROM's never been dumped to the best of my knowledge. Um, So I did ask for some 32X music but the chat has led me down so I've had to pick something at random. Uh, So there's going to be some Knuckles Chaotix music in here. But first of all we're going to have Sega GT 2002 Rave Racer. So I hope you enjoy that one and I'll see you after the musical break.
0: Listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music
2: 24-7.
1: And that was Knuckles Chaotix Speed Slider, uh, which I ended up playing because it's music from the 32X, and I couldn't think of anything else. So there. And um, prior to that, it was Sega GT 2002 Rave Racer, which I thought was a pretty cool track. Uh, of course, I have my glow sticks out for that one. Uh, right. So. Is the chat saying anything interesting? Hello to uh, Doan and Rexy who have just joined us. A little bit late but better late than never. Uh, Rexy uh, asked if I was talking about Sonic Crackers. I wasn't but I really should cover uh, Sonic Crackers slash Sonic Stadium in some detail. I'm not doing it tonight um, because I probably have to go into quite a lot of detail. Uh, I probably should just do a... You know, cancelled and messed up Sonic games at some point, so I can talk extensively about um, Sonic Crackers, Sonic Stadium, and uh, what happened with Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric. Because I don't think either of them are enough for a full show by themselves, but there's still quite a lot of interesting content there. Let me know if you actually fancy me doing that. Uh, but anyway. Uh, originally developed for the Model 3 arcade boards was Virtua Fighter 3 uh, and in November 1996 it was announced that Virtual Fighter 3 would be ported onto the Saturn. Now considering that the Saturn was a bit disadvantaged when it came to 3D modeling uh, especially considering that it used a, the fa- four-sided polygons uh, there was a lot of issues and challenges when it came to porting the game onto the Saturn. To the point where a special, what they referred to as an accelerated cartridge, was being developed to aid in boosting the graphical capabilities of the Saturn. Sort of like the um, Super FX chip for the uh, Super Nintendo. So that would have been pretty interesting. By the time we got to around mid-1997, though, uh, the Saturn was pretty much dead in the water and the plans for the accelerator cartridge were chucked in the bin, possibly because it would have been hideously expensive, and they began development for Virtua Fighter 3 on the Dreamcast. However, they'd already faced so many problems and delays by that point, that instead a lot of the concepts for Virtua Fighter 3 were rolled into what eventually became Virtua Fighter 3 TB, Virtua Fighter 3 Team Battle instead, and was it was ended up being a launch title for the Dreamcast. Uh, I should probably go into more detail on this but I'm going to run out of time if I do because I do have more stuff to cover tonight. Uh, again, if you want to hear me talk some more about this, um, pester me, or you can probably talk to uh, some of the other guys, actually. Uh, um, Rapsig will probably know quite a lot about this because that's kind of his, uh, his party. Um, Rex is saying that I should probably do Sonic Extreme as well. I have talked about Sonic Extreme on a, on a previous, um, uh, previous episode. Uh, Green Viper saying I should overrun. Shush, Viper. Let's have some music from Virtual Virtua Fighter, shall we? So, uh, what have we got? If I can get um, Radio DJ to behave itself. That's the wrong way round. Thank you, Radio DJ. That's really helpful. Right, let's try that again. So, Virtual Fighter three. We've got Open the Dead Gate, Pie on the Roof. P-A-I, not as in pie that you eat. Unless you're hungry, in which case you can have pie. I don't mind. <laughs> it's been that sort of a day, I'm sorry. Um, so, enjoy this, I will speak to you again after the break. some reason the chat is talking about chairs. Um, so, so I was like, I need a new PC chair because this one is making the most god awful squeaking noise. Uh, I've got my eye on one of the really expensive DX Racer chairs uh, for when my new paycheck for my new job comes through. Because uh, I'm only 5 foot 4 so if a chair is positioned properly for me and I, I sit as you're supposed to sit, my feet don't actually touch the floor. Because I am so small. This is quite depressing. Anyway... On with the actual topic. I'll to talk about what we just played first. Uh, we had Will Rock um, Junen Haiyan Deo. I've probably completely mangled that pronunciation. Uh, which was a remix from Virtua Fighter 1 and 2, mashed together. And it's rather good, and Will Rock is amazing. And that was from our friends at OC Remix. And before that, it was Virtual Fighter 3, open the dead gate, pie on the roof. Uh, now, for those of you who are into anime, uh, you'll probably recognise the name Akira, or Akira as some people insist on saying it. It's the acclaimed anime about a guy and a flashy red motorcycle and another dude with phenomenal and terrifying psychic powers. Now there were quite a lot of games that were developed to tie into the movie. Quite a lot of them were subsequently cancelled. There is at least one that I'm aware of which is on um, the micro on microcomputers. I can't remember offhand which ones. It might be the Commodore 64 or the Spectrum. I really cannot remember. Uh, and it was awful. Legendarily bad. Uh, there was a version for the Mega Drive that did actually get made. Um, but there was supposed to be a version for the Mega CD which depending upon who you believe was either cancelled or never actually existed in the first place it's a bit mysterious. Uh, there was a Game Gear version which was developed into an entirely different game with nothing to do with Akira or at least the serial numbers were filed off to a point where they wouldn't get sued as far as I can tell The main cause of all this was due to the publisher THQ having internal problems There were fights between uh, execs and programmers There were mass resignations Funding was funneled to other games Now these were just a few of the issues that were going on at THQ at the time It's no wonder that the damn thing folded a few years ago Because they were just so Dysfunctional. it's not true uh, they did take quite a lot of IPs with them which is a damn shame um, so, uh, I is saying uh, a game from a movie that was rubbish you don't say I know right uh, there are some tie-in games that are really good um, but certainly back in the day um, Game, uh, a lot of tie-in games for, for movies and things God awful uh, Paging E.T. Um, now I tried to find some of the music from uh, one of the game versions of Akira but I'm not sure if I actually got one or not because this version that I found sounds an awful lot like the movie soundtrack that sounds really awesome anyway. Now, um, this uh, the Mega Drive version and the alleged Mega CD version apparently have various elements that were very similar to Road Rash. So I've got some music from Road Rash coming up and I have Akira Exodus from the Underground Fortress coming up as well. So I hope you enjoy those. I'll speak to you again after the break. severe danger of overrunning quite badly unless I get uh, stop babbling and get on with actually doing the show. Oh dear lord, it's that time of the evening. Right, the really weird entry for this evening. What happens when you strike rocket packs to small rodents? A game called Virtua Hamster, apparently. Oh good lord. Right, okay. The idea is that you travel through a series of tubes fighting other rodents and avoiding obstacles. Sort of like a a, a fighting slash racing game. I got nothing, I I just... (sighs) So this thing was originally built for the 32X uh, but because the 32X, as I've already mentioned, bombed quite badly it was shifted onto the Saturn, at least for a bit, when before it was axed completely. There has been some speculation that the reason it was axed was because there was a um, debate with Sega of Japan when they realised that this game was using the Virtua name, which had been used for things like Virtua Fighter and Virtua Racer, and realised that it was a parody they weren't best pleased is it isn't just me or that sort of era of Sega of Japan with the most humorless set of gits ever it's like anything even remotely tongue in cheek Nope. not having that there is an alternative title where it says a virtual hamster with an L uh, which has been used as a um, alternative box art cover, uh, but neither of them ever got used because the game was cancelled because Sega of Japan didn't like it, at least allegedly. Um, do... yeah, Rexy's just saying of hamster. Yeah, I know. I knew they wanted to expand the Virtua series, but oh god. I know, right? What were they thinking? Rex is saying, I'm not sure about the lack of humour, considering that they're the same company that promoted the Sega Saturn with the crazy judo fighting man with an oversized console on his back. That's a very good point. That is a very good point. But yeah, apparently Virtua hamsters fighting each other in tubes is a bit too much. I'm not surprised. I think I actually go with them on that one. I I have to wonder what exactly the developers were smoking when they came up with this concept. Obviously, because this game, as far as I can tell, didn't get all that far in development, I don't have any music for this one. Because the gods were merciful. Um, So I'm going to play a track from Virtual Racing Deluxe instead. Uh, just the one because I'm trying to knock down my time, so otherwise I'm going to overrun really badly. and I will speak to you again after the break. Enjoy.
0: Sega, playing the best Sega music
1: 24-7 And we are back Right, so that was Retro Racing Deluxe ending theme um, I really like that track I think it's really pretty um, And what is it, every single episode I always seem to talk about at least one game that's just completely bonkers Thanks Japan Right Next game. Final game I'm going to talk about tonight. I've been saving this one to last for a very special reason. And that's because the game has only recently been discovered. And it was thanks to somebody actually getting in their possession a Dreamcast development kit. And finding within its internal memory a more or less complete build of a game called Millennium Racer Y2K Fighters. Now, for the sort of gameplay that we're talking about, think uh, Wipeout crossed with Tron and you're about 90% of the way there. Apparently it did get on uh, get a PC release which was not widely distributed partially because it was made by a Russian development team who didn't have wide penetration into the Western world. The person who found this game managed to extract it from the dev kit, package it up and it is actually 100% playable. It's pretty much complete. So for those of you who have Dreamcasts or Dreamcast emulators and you want to have a look at this, I certainly do, I'm probably going to get hold of it myself at some point. Uh, You can, If you look on uh, on the Dreamcast Junkyard, who are amazing people by the way, Um, you can probably find a link to get hold of it and play it. Um, I think that's really cool and the fact that Dreamcast games are still being discovered to this day is really awesome to me. So, a lost Dreamcast game finally returns. Millennium Racer Y2K Fighters. Uh, I didn't have the opportunity to the soundtrack from this because I didn't have time. I've, I've been working quite long hours this week. Um, so instead I'm going to play a track from another futuristic racer. I'm going to play a track from F0GX. I'm sure Rexy can guess which one is going to be. And then I'll do my sign out for tonight. This is going to be from F0GX. I'll not spoil it, but I'm sure you can guess what it is if you know anything about my requesting history. So, see you again after the after this very short break. That was Digiboy from F-Zero GX, I really like that track, I think it's awesome. Right, thank you everybody to, for tonight for coming to listen to my show. Uh, special thanks to the guys at Sega Retro, Retro Gamer and the Dreamcast Junkyard for some of the information that I used in this episode. Now if you want to suggest a topic, uh, I have a thread over on the Radio Sega message board for exactly that purpose. Alternatively, you can contact me via Twitter, where my name is uh, at Blazing Skies on there, or you can get hold of me through Discord and the Discord chat. Either way, feel free to suggest topics or, or games that you want me to cover. If you do want me to do the um, Sonic Cancel game special, I will, but you'll have to let me know. Now then, thanks to everybody in the Discord chat as well. Uh, Green Viper and I, I. and Rexy and Ravsig and various other people who uh, talk a lot less than the noisy sons that I've just mentioned. Hello to everybody, hello to everybody who is uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace. I'm going to play one last track for you all. I'm going to play a track from Astropolis Street Racer. And that's me done for tonight. So that's all from me for now. Thank you very much. Good night and I will see you next time. Bye guys.
0: If you enjoyed the show, check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiosega forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.